Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to get a little festive here on FritzCast, and intro's going to be short. Let's dive right into what we got to talk about. Get ready and tighten your seatbelts. got a wonderful Christmas background music here going on. It's actually, it's called Wish Background, and it is courtesy of Incompetech Royalty Free Music uh, by Kevin McAlod. Credits are, uh, credits for that are in the description of the audio. Now, uh, I'm not one of your typical Grinches at Christmas. I actually, I enjoy Christmas music, and I enjoy the season uh, as the music slowly fades out. The thing I like about that piece is that it's uh, 100% instrumental, as you can hear it, no words. And it isn't exactly the tune of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. It's, uh, it's sort of the background, and it's sort of the background of it, and... It kind of just uh, has a backdrop feel of it. It's not, you know, the same old Christmas carol you've heard. And I found that this year especially. Like, I love Christmas. I'm a sap, I guess. I guess you could say it is. I, I like Christmas music. I really do love and enjoy Christmas music uh, when the season comes around. Usually I'm not the type that plays it before Thanksgiving, this year, I violated that rule. I was playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving, which is a big, big no-no. To me, anyway. I'm usually that stickler that says, it's not. It, we have to have Thanksgiving, and then we can have Christmas. We can, do, we can start prepping Christmas on Thanksgiving Day, as far as I'm concerned. But little pause there. Drinking some Southern Comfort eggnog, which is absolutely delicious. So, first and foremost, welcome to another edition of the FritzCast. It is Monday, December 5th, 2016. Last week, there was no episode of the FritzCast. Why was there no episode? Because I got switched to day shift. Mm-hmm. Got switched to day shift uh, for field training program. Round number, like, three or four for me. And I really do enjoy... That aspect of my job, I enjoy sitting down with these new guys coming in, uh, having a lot of open discussion, going through training materials. It's it's fun to train people, especially when they're enthusiastic about it. And the cra- the, the the group that I have now is uh, almost overly enthusiastic to a degree. It's 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 very weird. Almost all of them want to come on to four to midnight shift or midnight to eight shift too. This is the first group of people that I've ever seen. That are like 8 to 4, eh, eh, whatever, don't want it. Really, really odd, really odd. Because, I mean, I've said it before, I love my shift, I love the camaraderie on my shift, but my shift is a pariah on your social life. Absolutely. Absolutely a pariah on your social life and your family life. It's terrible. But then again, I guess the job is kind of terrible for family life too. Corrections is not for everybody. Not in the slightest whatsoever. This eggnog is delicious, by the way. Used to never think I would like eggnog. Uh, 
tried it one time. Now I'm an addict. I probably need to go rehab and or counseling over it, but I don't care. It's it's delicious. Drink some eggnog if you're and if you're not into it, try I don't know. There's silk eggnog. There's a I had a taste of this. It's from International Delight, the like the coffee creamers. They make a, an eggnog, and I, I took a sip of it because my wife bought it just to try it out, see what the differences were. And that stuff tastes sweet as the... I can't even describe how sweet that tastes, and in a bad way, almost. Like, I, I took a sip, and I was just like, ooh, that packs a punch that I don't really, you know, want. Love the Southern Comfort. And I found... If you're willing to have some crazy dreams, putting uh, Jack Daniels, gentleman Jack Daniels to be exact in it, is an excellent idea. Uh, however, it will give you some whack, whack-ass dreams. Because the night that I uh, dumped some uh, gentleman Jack into there, whew, that dream, I regretted having that dream. I barely remember it now, but... When I remembered it, I, I I regretted it almost immediately. Woo! So, with all my busyness, uh, a couple of things that I'm behind on, podcasts. It's nice to get this break, though, because I really haven't listened to Glenn Beck, for example. I got pulled on this 8 to 4 business, I think it was like the 21st of November. If I'm right, let me pull out my calendar real quick. Bear with me for just a moment, if you will. A moment of your time, please. A moment of your time. There it is. Yeah. November 21st is when I got pulled to 8 to 4. I worked a three-day week that week. Had off for Thanksgiving, which was lovely, by the way. It was fantastic to have Thanksgiving with the family and not have to worry about Little things like, uh, when do I have to run off to work? It was lovely not being in work that night. Uh, and if, if the state were smart enough, they would try to revamp it so that you don't lose your holidays constantly, uh, on the regular. They would figure out a way to rotate it and make it work. That's another conversation for another time, though. So I had off that Thursday, that Friday, and that Saturday and Sunday. It was a beautiful four-day weekend. Last week, as I said, no podcast, which is, I am, I again, I apologize for. I never missed an episode of FritzCast due to extenuating circumstances like that. Uh, I took a one-week vacation break in the summertime, and that was for Beach Week. I believe I took a break for that one. And this, this unexpected... Uh, well, it wasn't unexpected at that time. I was just so crammed for time that I couldn't do it. I actually did try recording some on my phone. I was going to do what I would call... I was calling it a Fritzcast fast lane. I was recording my thoughts in the car. That would have been hilarious. It was just a jumbling of thoughts. I ranted on Donald Trump. I ranted on people... Those people, you know those people, who focus on Thanksgiving... And they talk about, all they talk about is, well, that's a holiday that celebrates genocide of the American Indians. That's all that holiday is. That's, that's, that's not what that holiday really is. Really. 
and and for those uh, for those that want to try to dispute it, here we go. Ready? Here's the observance of Thanksgiving. Might not actually be on the same day as the American U.S. Thanksgiving, but here's just a list of countries that have an observance of Thanksgiving: uh, Australia, Canada, Grenada, Li- Liberia, the Netherlands, Philippines, Saint Lucia, uh, Judaism. Judaism is not a state. In Judaism. Okay? It's in Judaism. Uh, Germany has similar holidays. Japan has similar holidays. The United Kingdom has similar holiday periods. So it's not all just about genocide against the Native Americans. Please do not lump it to that. And... As always, we have modern-day connotations to holidays. So Christmas, for example, if you think it's all about the birth of Christ, the way that, uh, I don't know, the majority of America celebrates it now is far from Christianity and Christian roots. It's about decorating a tree, and it's about the season of giving. And, of course, as Family Guy would tell us, getting. Come on, Brian. Christmas is about getting. Everybody in town knows that. I'm not very good at Peter anymore, so... You'll have to forgive me. Um, I'm not very good at the fat man. Uh, there's lots of you who dispute me being able to do a good Stewie. Um, I, hell, I'm listening to it relayed in my ears right now, and it doesn't sound very good. Uh, you know, so... You know, buzz off, okay? I don't need your judgment. I don't need you, uh, you know, judging me. Uh, I don't need it. Don't need it. Hmm. You, you know, fat man, don't need it. And speaking Thanksgiving, uh, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, it did make me a fat man, and I don't care. I really don't. It's a gluttonous holiday. It is. It's a. It's an unhealthy. That is an unhealthy holiday for you to be celebrating and stuffing your fat face, you fat person. Whatever. I don't. Whatever. Got buzz off. Okay. Literally. Figuratively, all around, just buzz off. Buzz off and let us enjoy our holidays, for the love of God. So, you know what sucks is that I will be back on regular work come Christmas time. That sucks. I'm, I'm starting to... I'm already starting to regret. I'm already starting to feel the pain of regret. Anyway, this is a Fritz cast, Fritz forward. We're, we're going to be a short episode. Got to touch up on some things. Number one, two weeks ago, Donald Trump took to Twitter. And my God, my God. In fact, I had to dive on and listen to my audio recording on my phone just to prove that I did it. Um, Because people are going to sit here and be like, oh, you didn't do it, whatever. It's always an interesting, but it's different every time, if, if that makes sense. This is me talking about FTO stuff. So, um... Let's talk about Donald Trump real quick, uh, because something, something, uh, it crossed my mind. Uh, I might have seen a tweet of his or two uh, over the course of the past week. Now, uh, qu- quite frankly, Donald Trump is starting to scare me with his Twitter practices. Yeah, starting to scare me, because here's the thing. It's one thing to take to Twitter and say what's on your mind. If I do that... I'm a normal, everyday American. He's a politician. He's the president-elect. 
He needs to be able to constrain himself at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah. See, I did. I, I recorded a bunch of stuff on my phone, more than 15 minutes worth of material, and I just I wasn't confident in posting it. I should have. Part of Donald Trump's uh, Donald Trump's part of Donald Trump's twiddle outrage, outrage. <laughs> he acts like a baby anyway. Uh, part of his outrage on twiddle is um, uh, part of his Twitter outrage. It, it is so okay. First off, his little flag burning should be a, a punishable offense by jail. <laughs> Are you people serious? Look, I love America. I love the American flag. It's been to the Supreme Court. And guess what? You're wrong when you bring up that little, there's a constitutional bit about there about how you can't deface the flag. No, it's under freedom of speech. They're allowed to burn it. They're allowed to desecrate the flag if they want to. It's deplorable. It's disgusting. It is trying to instill anger into those who have served that flag for those who love this country. But I'm telling you, Donald Trump taking to Twitter and talking about how there should be laws against those people, that form of expression, and that should be punishable by jail time, how big and massive and controlling do you want your government to be? That is against a true conservative principle and value. That is against a libertarian value. Libertarians, I didn't really see much from from that. I did see it from the 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 Americans that are so blindly patriotic that making a law that makes their feelings feel better is a good idea. And it's not a good idea. It's a bad idea. monstrously bad idea. I can't believe that we still... Uh, well, I can't say that. I can't say that. In the audio I did on my phone, I talked about how you can't be surprised that Donald Trump is like this. He The, the, the GOP shut off his Twitter access and told him to shut up before the election because they knew it wouldn't help him at all the fact that they did that and now as Twitter's back on if anybody was expecting or thinking or hoping anything to change how idiotic you are and I I didn't want to say that people are idiotic for thinking that way because that that's wrong too I shouldn't be calling people idiotic for that I shouldn't be calling people idiotic at all but it is what it is so there's something that we have in our new uh, in our new president elect, in our new commander in chief elect. He likes to go on tirades on social media. He can't rein himself in, and to some degrees, it is very embarrassing for a national leader, for somebody that we're supposed to look up to, follow behind, for somebody who's supposed to lead us out of the darkness and into the light. That looks pretty ridiculous. It looks pretty childish. And But I'm not surprised. And it's not going to stop. You're going to see it continually for quite some time to come. For probably the next four years. 
which is about as long as Donald Trump will be president. Uh, I do not foresee this getting extended to eight years or anything like that. I just have to, you know, I, I can't, I can't believe it sometimes, man. It's crazy. But Donald Trump's catching flack for Carrier. You know the company Carrier. I'm gotten I, this is from Fox Insider News and some of you are going to discredit it immediately. It's it's actually talking about Bernie Sanders and it's from the Washington Post. It's an op-ed from the Washington Post from Bernie Sanders. Um Carrier, uh, parent company, of course, is United Technologies. They'll receive $7 million in tax breaks over the next 10 years. And Bernie Sanders and a bunch of people are calling it a, a loss of Donald Trump. Let me quote Bernie Sanders here. Uh, it says, quote, We need a president who can stand up to big corporations, not fold to their demands. Instead of a damn tax, the company will be rewarded with a damn tax cut. Wow. How's that for standing up to corporate greed? How's that for punishing corporations that shut down in the United States and move abroad? In essence, United Technologies took Trump hostage and won. And that should send a shockwave of fear through all workers across the country. Now, what I find interesting about that is that I told you I, I couldn't listen to Glenn Beck a lot this past week. That's just one of my go-to podcasts. I also listen to Reason Magazine podcast uh the john ziegler and lee show uh i listen to dan carlin common sense i listen to uh, i listen to literally a host of other podcasts but i did listen to one of the glenn becks and i was surprised to find and you can look this up and find it the carrier tax deal is a is a state tax credit or a state tax cut for carrier uh, if you go on to Forbes, for example, it says it says right there it's a seven million dollar state tax reduction reduction plan from, of course, Mike Pence and his state of Indiana. So the fact that I can go on this Forbes article and read something about how uh, how Trump called up and, and made this deal happen, you know, I don't I don't really know how it can just be lumped on Trump. It's a state tax thing. And it is what it is. Uh, it breaks down to they get uh, $700,000 per year divided by 800 workers. It's $875 per worker per year. The total is $16, $16.83 per week per user or $3.37 per day. But but either way, I don't know that you could exactly call this a Donald Trump deal uh, in its essence, in its, it's in, in its entirety. But, it, you know, it's just something to look at. You know, I don't know that Bernie Sanders is necessarily right in this. In this sense. Now, we were talking about Native Americans earlier, right? I, I did mention Native Americans earlier. How about... I've seen plenty of false postings on uh, social media about how the Dakota Pipeline Access... Or the to Dakota Access Pipeline uh, has been shut down. Uh, it has not been shut down. Simply, it has been delayed. 
Um, if you go to the Wall Street Journal, uh, this article was posted by Chris Meyer and Will Connors at uh, December 5th, 2016 at 12.05 a.m. That's when it was last updated. It says, the Obama administration said Sunday that it had denied a permit needed to complete the last leg of an oil pipeline across the Midwest, prompting cheers from opponents but warnings that the move could be short-lived since President-elect Donald Trump supports the project. The nearly 12,000-mile-long Dakota Access Pipeline, extending from North Dakota across parts of South Dakota and Iowa and ending in Illinois, is nearly complete except for a 1,100-foot-long crossing of a Missouri River Reservoir. The, on Sunday, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers said it would deny the company an easement it needs for the $3.8 billion project. The agency also called for a full environmental review and reevaluation of whether the pipeline's route should be altered. Point blank, one of the things uh, I didn't talk about the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, for the last couple of weeks on the podcast. Reason being is because you can still, to this day, Google any information and read from varying sources all across the board about uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline, and you will be flooded with misinformation, among other things. I'm still trying to sort it out myself because you need to actually... This isn't something where you can read it for 10 or, or 15 minutes and then comment on it. This is something that you literally have to study from multiple angles to figure out what is fact and what is fiction in this case. Uh, because you can go online, right? You can go online you can find this story from the side that said that uh, the Sioux tribe actually wasn't leading a- almost anything there. They were given the opportunity to protest or or to block the building of this pipeline and that uh, and that they didn't show up or they didn't come in force or, or anything like that. There was the original story about how it was going to cut through native grounds, burial grounds, and other things like that, which apparently, from what I can tell now, just doesn't add up because I don't see anything I don't see anything in in this article in particular about how it goes through native owned land or anything like that this suggests that it was just a battle over over clean water because they didn't want the pipeline to cross their drinking water source again uh, there's question marks all abound but is the project done is the project in the can no it is halted so people need to ease up in thinking that there's not some kind of battle ahead for this. I mean, this is this is no easy answer, especially for those who are claiming to be or wanting to be environmentally friendly among other things. I get it. We but we're in a situation right now where even if you want to ease towards greener technologies, move away from fossil fuels, that's fine, but it isn't going to be the flipping of a switch. You can't just flip a switch and be done with fossil fuels entirely because, let's face it, most of you listening right now probably either A, drive a car, or B, use some kind of public transportation that uses it. And guess what factors into the cost of that? Oh yeah, the fossil fuels and 
what is the Dakota Access Pipeline going to, you know, uh, shuffle around these parts of the nation? Oh, yeah, fuel. It's a touchy subject when you break into the fact that you scrap a pipeline like that and maybe you're looking at uh, your gas prices going up, among other things. I mean, obviously, nobody wants polluted drinking water and nobody wants that contaminated. I don't think anybody does. I don't even think businesses want that because... It'd be a dumb idea. Maybe it's just neglect. Maybe it's lacking the forethought. Maybe it's lacking the uh, the looking from the outside, looking in. But either way, I haven't commented on the Dakota Access story because there's so many different angles. There's so much inform. There's so much misinformation and information out there that it's hard to keep it straight. It really is hard to keep it straight. Finally. To wrap up this episode, because I'm about to hit the 30-minute mark, and then I have to start uh, doing stuff around the house before my wife gets home and calls me lazy, which she's not. She told me to go ahead and record the podcast, especially since I missed an episode. Uh, Trump has selected uh, some cabinet members. Namely, one I want to talk about, Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis. Trump's choice for Secretary of Defense, and I will praise the choice. I will praise the selection of Mad Dog Mattis, not for the bad aspects. You can go on and read some really peculiar quotes from Mad Dog, absolutely. But let me say this. New York Times article here, reading from, posted December 2nd, that says, President-elect Donald J. Trump's selection of General James N. Mattis as Defense Secretary signals a more assertive American posture in the Middle East, one that people close to him say would most likely include more American troops on the ground in Iraq and Afghanistan, more Navy patrols in the Persian Gulf, and more fighter jets in the Middle East. That's the part I don't agree with. However, however, if you go down further in this article, it says, quote, but officials who know General Mattis caution that he views a tough American posture overseas as something to deter war with potential foes like Iran, not start one. And although he was so hawkish on Iran as head of the United States Central Command from 2010 to 2013, that the that he and the Obama administration cut short his tour, General Mattis has since said that tearing up the Iran nuclear agreement, as Mr. Trump has vowed to do, would hurt the United States. General Mattis now favors working closely with allies to strictly enforce the deal. Keyword, working closely with allies. Mattis, I do not like on the approach of warfare. Anybody who's waving the warfare banner, hoping for more war, is wrong. Absolutely wrong. An increased presence in foreign land is absolutely wrong to have. Because we're in America, we're supposed to build up a strong defense of America. Not an offense to free other nations. Not an offense to nation build. 
not an offense to be the world's police. But if there's one thing that's a step in the right direction, it's the fact that they seem to think Mattis is more of a universal, we got to do this together rather than separately. And that is something that is praiseworthy. Now, you want to hear a bizarre Donald Trump pick? He chooses Ben Carson to lead the Department of Housing and Urban Development. What? What? Ben Carson, who said he would refuse a spot on Trump's camp, on, on his cabinet. He would refuse because he's, he lacks the experience, he said. He said that. Ben Carson said that. Now he here he is being picked to be the leader of housing and urban development. And I don't even know what to make of that. I don't know what to make of that because it, it Ben Carson doesn't know what he's doing at all, whatsoever. Ben Carson doesn't know. If Ben Carson makes you think or leads you to believe that he knows, he doesn't know. He just doesn't know. Very odd, peculiar pick in my book, if you ask me. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And uh, he still hasn't picked a Secretary of State. I think Mitt Romney is out, though. From what I could tell, Mitt Romney is, is out of that mix. So, who knows what's coming there. But, I've hit the 30-minute mark, and I need to be swift. So, guys, thanks for listening. Like this, share this, tweet this. I love you, and I'll see you next week.